everyone. Welcome to SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the Realistic SLP. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, look, we did that together. We're awesome. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. That's right. Like our life is speech and yeah. we're okay with that. Trying to help people to, you know, improve their speech language communication. Understanding, language comprehension, expressive output. Alright, so let's talk about the wine. Okay. And it's from Sicily. It's very fancy. I say drink it, not sink it. Definitely drink it. Alright, what do you think about it paired with the Prosecco though? Let's get back on task. I think it's pretty good. Because neurons that fire together, wire together. I like that. Work smarter, not harder. Right, yes. You're teaching them in the first step is just how to communicate. And then also you're teaching them like syntactically correct sentences. Right. The more you understand yourself, the more you're able to understand other people. That's really genius. We yeah. need to choose that. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. We're back. I'm Deb and Maria's sick, but I'd like to welcome our guest, Christy. Christy, say hi. Hi. So Christy Knickerbocker is a SLP in Texas specializing in voice and voice disorders. She is a singing voice specialist and LSVT certified. Christy is the owner of A Tempo Voice Center and Voice Diagnostics. She creates downloadable online materials to help LSLPs have better access to information regarding evidence-based voice therapy. She enjoys posting to Instagram about all things about music and voice science. Welcome, Christy. Yay, I'm happy to be here, Deb. Thanks so much for having me. So we were talking about Instagram stalking earlier. Like I totally yeah. stalk your Instagram because I <laughs> wish I was you. <laughs> like I try to do all the singing because like I was always like choir and and karaoke. Those were my favorite things. But like I'm not trained or professional like you. I think that it doesn't matter if you enjoy it. I mean, you guys did uh... – a podcast not too long ago where y'all were singing everything. And, <laughs> you know, you were singing Christmas carols today in your Insta story. So I know everyone kept messaging me like, "Are you in a Catholic school?" And I'm like, "No, you narc. <laughs> Go away." <laughs> um, okay, so I have already already started drinking my Chardonnay, which is a white wine, and I decided yeah. to pair it with. Um, mozzarella because I had a holiday party it was like yeah. a pasta party and we have oh, lots awesome. of cheese left over so that's good I'm yeah, drinking um I've got coconut water oh so, um that's really good and so our accountant sent this this is months ago too so it's been sitting in the fridge um this uh, box of apples and mm -hmm. cheese like I guess as a like thanks for your business kind of gift but yeah. Um, I opened the Gouda because I love Gouda, but it's this um, this round thing. I've been waiting for an excuse to open it. <laughs> and then this, um, I'm using this walnut fiddle bow knife. Wow. I don't we'll think I've ever used it. Take a picture of this. Um. I, I think so because it is very intense. <laughs> yeah, I'm like going to take a picture of the computer, except that'll probably be like out of context. Like, why do you have this knife? <laughs> But that's so funny. Um, okay, apples and cheese and uh, coconut water. Those are better vocal choices, I bet, than what I have chosen. And you know, that's it's how funny. it lends itself. It's funny because with alcohol, there's 
there are different drying. I mean, liquor is the most drying, beer is the least drying. There's actually a study somewhere about um, how if you're dehydrated, beer and water will hydrate you. It was a right. study I read somewhere. So anyway, yeah. um, wine's kind of the middle of the road. So, you know, just you're not having too much. If I'm doing a night of karaoke, I always drink beer because I need the courage, but then also I feel like I sing better than if I had <laughs> something else. <laughs> See, I'm the exact opposite. If I drink, I can't sing. To I'm sure I can't life. either. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, and my husband didn't believe me. We'd gone to some karaoke thing one night and he was like, he was like, oh, whatever. He's like, get up there and do your song. And he, he, I got down and he was like, I don't want you to ever do that again. <laughs> Listen, all performers have to bomb. You can't nail everything. Otherwise, you won't be good. No, you can't be afraid of failure. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, getting to know you, we have a this or that game that um, okay. Maria created for us, even though she can't be here. She always Yay. makes sure that she can be a participant. So. She's good right. at being involved. So this or that, I'm going to read to you. I mean, I'm sure you know how this game goes. I read you yeah. two options, and then you pick which one you prefer. Okay. Okay. Coffee or tea? Tea. Summer or winter? Summer. High heels or sneakers? High heels. Taco or hamburger? Taco. <laughs> Bearded men <laughs> or clean shaven? Ooh, clean shaven. Oh, <laughs> any day. <laughs> Oh, you wouldn't fare well in Brooklyn. I just, I can't do the beard. And everybody with No Shave November going on right now, I'm like, you guys can. Right. I'll get you those razors. Yeah, I mean, I'm not into the facial hair so much myself. Um, sync or Backstreet Boys? Ooh. sync. I've seen the Backstreet Boys live, but I, I like sync better. <laughs> I love sync more. Um, <laughs> rock or hip hop? Rock. Seinfeld or Friends? Ooh. Seinfeld. That dates me, though. I don't know. We've, we've, seriously, I watched it last night. We've been watching reruns at night because yeah. we don't have Netflix in the bedroom. <laughs> Seinfeld it is. That's funny. I like Seinfeld more, too. The, more, the older I get, the less I like Friends. Yeah. I think it's a time period thing. Yeah. Seinfeld didn't used to be funny to me. I used to complain. My parents were like, just go to bed. And I was like, but I want to stay up. Right. Guys, but now it's, it's also funny. very like culturally ignorant. <laughs> like when you watch <laughs> friends now, yes. it's like embarrassing for white people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay. Thin crust pizza or deep dish? Mm, deep dish. Oh, I like thin crust. Dogs are good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like the crunchier, the better dog. Really? Oh yeah. Like if I might as well be a cracker with cheese on it. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. Uh, ebook or regular book? Mm, regular book. I like to hold the book. I don't know. Uh, me too. I have, a, I have a Kindle, but I just, I don't know. Me too. And I like, I've never turned it on. I didn't buy it. It was given to me by yeah. somebody else who probably didn't use it either. <laughs> Free gift. Yeah. Um, running late or always on time? Mm. Always early. Oh, wow. <laughs> I used to have a choir director, and he would say, if you are on time, you're late. <laughs> right. And if you're early, you're on time. So. Yeah. And then I had people tell me that, too. And I'm like, but what we both can agree on is that I'm here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I that made is, it. That is a good response. So now who's holding us up? 
uh, <laughs> early, early morn or midnight owl? Midnight owl. Me too. Camping or hotel? Mm, hotel. Me too. I can't. No. Ski or snowboard? You know, I've never done either. Ah. I'm not sad. I've never been ski. I've yeah. never been doing anything on snow, but I can wakeboard. So I think probably snowboard. Yeah. I, I mean, so. you do live in Texas, so I don't know about this winter sport. I would have had to go to Colorado or somewhere where there's right. snow. God, Marie, I could have done your research. <laughs> 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 um, poop oh emoji God. or blowing kiss emoji? Blowing kiss emoji. Yeah. Face Although it's kind of awkward to use. Like, yeah. it's like that with the heart lip. I'm like, do, do I know you enough? Or do you think I'm weird because I'm giving you the blow kiss emoji? Right. Yeah. I don't, don't give it all that often, but I do receive it. And I'm like, that's intense. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting to think about. I'm like, yeah. I, know, I always think twice. I, then I usually go with winky. winky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I usually go with uh, head upside down emoji. Because <laughs> that's how I feel. Uh, FaceTime or text? FaceTime. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I'm so I'm bored of Facebook. Oh, done with it. Nice car or nice home interior? Mm. Nice car. Yeah. I think about it, though. I think not because I live in New well, York. So my yeah, like you don't bad. need it. You don't have a car. Like in Texas, you can drive for nine hours and still be in Texas. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're still in the state, though. So. so you're like, yeah. yeah. I actually do have a car. I drive everywhere. But I would have wanted a nice one because it, like, it's a hard city to, whenever I see people with expensive cars, I'm like, you must have a driveway. Yeah. Yeah. You would have to. Yeah. Um, The last one is toilet paper over or under? Oh, over. Okay. There's some, like, spider meme somewhere where the spider's like, haha, this is why you don't have your toilet paper facing this Uh, way. (laughs) Over. And that's how. What about you? Are you over or are you under? I don't even think I've ever looked. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I it's like, look. to me, it's like toilet paper <laughs> there or not there. I just prefer it be there. Oh my God. Yeah. And um, if it's not there, you're in a world of hurt. <laughs> or I'm like screaming. I'm like, Mike, please let me toilet paper. And then he's like playing a video game, not even sensing the urgency in my voice. Yeah. That would be my life. Yeah. there for a while. That's so funny. So, um, I've met so many people who wish to take your route in speech pathology. And, um, cause like I said, I, when I was in middle school and high school, I was in choir and stuff. So lots mm-hmm. of people that I know, they kind of envisioned their future as a singer. And then they went back to school and ended up choosing speech pathology. Yep. And for them, I haven't really had much feedback to give them because I don't even know. It's hard to figure out how to get anywhere above your first spot in speech pathology. So, yeah. So how'd you, how'd you get here? We'll call this segment started from the bottom. Now I'm here. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) And I, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know where here is. Um, (laughs) Well, sounds very good. Yeah. Um, so I started off wanting to do vocal performance because I have always been good at singing. I enjoy music. I'm, I can play things by ear. Um, 
And so I got a scholarship um, to TCU, Texas Christian University for vocal performance. And my senior year of high school, I was getting ready, getting audition tapes in, got that all done. And then um, in Texas, there's a singing competition where you do, uh, you do things in the spring where you do solo pieces and an ensemble. And so I had prepared a solo piece, but as I was rehearsing it, there was something going on with my voice. And of course I was worried and I was like, oh, now it, it'll get better, it'll get better. And <clears throat> I, I figured that I could um, sing by pushing on my throat and I could stay on the notes. <laughs> like I pushed it to one side. Oh. And so I performed that way for this contest and the, the judge is like, so what are you doing with your throat there, little girl? <laughs> well, I can't sing right. Wait, how old were you? It. I was like 17. Okay. I was 18 already, I think. Um, okay. And I said, you know, something, and she was like, you need to go see an ear, nose, throat doctor. And so of course I was afraid of that, but it took her saying that to me. So voice teachers out there, you know, don't be afraid to tell your, um, your students to go see a doctor. Cause I listened to that lady. I didn't know who she was, but right. that was enough to make me go. So anyway, I, um, I had a cyst on my vocal fold, um, the left one. And basically I, was looking at either no singing or I could have surgery. So I had surgery, very scared, oh. um, worried about my speech pathologist knowing anything about music. Um, should have turned out to be very nice, very knowledgeable. I was very impressed and surgery went well. Um, I was able to sing again, um, minimal stiffness in the tissue, but it was probably about two years before I really felt joy in singing again. So um, oh, wow. It's interesting for the recovery thing, but I did you feel like you changed musically in that two years. Like, did you start off one way and end up like bluesy? It was more like painful to sing like oh. inside. Like it oh. was, I was fresh. I was frustrated and I was kind of in denial and mad, mad at my teacher, mad, you know, because at one point she had said, you know, you probably should think about switching majors. And I said, uh. <laughs> oh no yeah um but that was really the best thing she could have done um is to tell me that so I I, I racked my brain I was like you know what and then I thought you know that was my worry with my my SLP so why don't I do that for others so I did and you also are assured to incorporate voice and singing into your therapy so it's like you never really let go of it you're right. And I think I enjoy it more now that I don't have to worry about it for an income. Right. And I, I feel like that's what I wanted to say to you too, because my, so my boyfriend is a stand-up comedian and I know tons yeah, yeah. of stand-up comedians and it's so hard because like you see people who like they skyrocket to the top really quick and then you mm -hmm. see other people who are talented and they just like really can't catch a break. And then they put all wow. this like financial stress on comedy which like impacts their ability to write and perform and then they start yeah. to hate it and then like they get another job which takes away from the creative writing they aspect. They can't be creative. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like great that you get to find joy in this and help others and still like you don't lose that ability to sing because I know like all those comedians I know no matter what if they didn't get to do comedy they probably wouldn't truly be happy. Yeah. So like it, like you get to keep that. So it's kind of like a great, I don't, to me seems like a great. Oh, you're, book you're completely right. The and then the joy that you get from helping someone who was scared, just like, you know, you were, and then you, they do what you say, they do probably even more and then they get better 
and you were a part of that. They did all the hard work though. And that's what I got to remind them. They're like, you did this. I'm like, no, you did this. <laughs> you just listened to me and I just knew what to tell you. So. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway. I can't wait to hear about all of that. So then, well, first, how yeah. did you end up? So where did you do your CF? I did my CF in an LTAC. So I got, yeah, I learned a lot. Um, it was the only hospital job I could get and because I couldn't travel. I couldn't search for a voice uh, clinical fellowship because um, I couldn't travel. So the, uh, the choices were slim in town, but I continued to plug away at um, continuing education for voice and could, and I have, you know, will travel for, for courses. So um, I had, uh, I had a good mentor, a couple good mentors as well, um, which really made all the difference. We were talking earlier about, um, yeah. you know, what that's, do you do? But I, but I did my CF there. As an right? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's part of the reason why I, I'm so strong about doing what I'm doing now, because you, it's such a obscure area that we treat. And so if you don't feel comfortable, you shy away from it. And then if you have a patient, you're like, oh man, what do I do at all? Cause right. avoid what's hard. So and you were also talking earlier, you're like, oh, you're so active on Instagram. And I am. And I know that it's like somebody else told me I was like the most generous person on Instagram. So I'm like, wow, everyone's like Deb posts way too much. Um, so, but like I hear that, but I'm like, oh, I like, I don't know why. I just always wanted to show everyone like, look at this. They're all doing such great stuff. Also, yeah. I know that lots of the parents of the kids that I work with, they follow the Instagram. So I know they like look out. For their, kid. their kids voice and oh, stuff so I know I they like great. it yeah um and then also like it helps me like I don't have to take as much data during my sessions because most of them are all recorded so yeah I can just uh, take data after um but so I work with so many like I've been a CF supervisor for three years and because mm -hmm. of my Instagram I get so many people messaging me and I feel like I am in like the most basic sector of speech pathology while I'm in the school setting because yeah. I'm also in gen ed so it's like there's people coming to me being like oh well that's just too difficult so I just don't even work on it and I'm like yeah. what are you talking about like or they're too afraid <laughs> So you specifically come from an area that is very like daunting to lots of novice yeah. SLPs. So do you think like those SLPs should just refer, 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 or educate and treat? It, it, it really depends on the situation. Like uh -huh. it's because it's so obscure. If you're, if you're locked in, in the way that you are rural, you have no way to refer your patients driving four hours. Like, right. I think that if you, if you need a specialty exam, it's worth it to have the patient go because there's no reason for you to treat a patient with voice therapy who you have no idea what's going on in their larynx. Right. Um, so I think if you're, you're locked as far as that, get the patient under, you know, consult with the patient and explain why it's so important to get a video stroboscopy or at the very least an endoscopy um, to see what's going on so you know you're not missing something or, or causing harm. Um, but, but, you know, there's a lot of good 
there's free CEUs on University of Wisconsin, uh, Mass in Wisconsin. MedBridge has really stepped up their game. With, yeah, I just took know, a CEU course on voice from yes. them. Before. They've got their Schneider's on there, Edie yeah. e. Happner's on there, Justice Just Simple's on there. There's a bunch more too. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that there's a lot more availability to that without having to wait for a course to come around. Um, Kitty Berlini Abbott does courses every once in a while for, for resonant voice therapy, but um, there's there's more availability of it now. And that's really what I wanted to try and do online was give people knowing I care about the evidence. And so my job is to figure out what's new with that and then provide it for people who may not do it all the time. So it's, it shouldn't be scary. Um, right. But, but I think the, there's two answers to that question and that the exam, you really kind of can't go without that. Um, you just couldn't, I right. couldn't ever say that you could do it. Um, but you know, our code of ethics says whatever we feel competent in treating. And so, you know, make yourself competent. You get a patient like that, get online and then reach out. We've got Facebook groups. We've got all kinds of things that you can try and get a mentor for um, online. Right. I agree with that too. I, I really hate to hear somebody say like they're just choosing not to work with something because they're afraid or it's too difficult. Like definitely I, every time I do something new or I work with a different client. I always just go online and take a couple CEU courses. This way I'm like always up to date in terms of my licensure, but then also so that I feel more confident. That's probably why I feel so relaxed whenever I go into the session because I just, I'm just listening to these CEU things all the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so it's just uh, always like on the surface a little. And the thing with voice therapy too is um, it's so, you kind of have to watch it be done. So when you can have a video example to watch, that's excellent. And I've, you know, ultimately you'd want to go and watch a couple sessions at a place that's near you. But I mean, I completely understand if, if you can't do that. Um, I think it would also depend on the severity of the issue. So you have a, a performer who is relying on their voice for income. You have never treated a voice before, probably need to refer that patient on. Right. You have a um, guy who has vocal fold bowing and he needs some resonant voice therapy, some vocal function exercises um, because he wants to be able to sing with his grandkids again. You know, very different case. Hey everyone, it's Jess. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far with Christy. I learned so much and by the end of this episode, I felt like my life in my personal life and my therapy life was completely changed. I had all these new ideas. Maria unfortunately couldn't make it tonight, but luckily we have a bunch of her interviews from the 2018 ACTA convention in Boston. So here's our first interview that we're going to feature with Jennifer. Enjoy. Here we are with another lovely listener. So tell us about yourself. This is Jennifer, oh, from Advanced Travel Therapy from Florida. Tell us about yourself. Well, actually, I, it says Florida, but I'm actually um, from Colorado. Oh, okay. But the company is based in Florida, so that's, um, that's why that's there. But yeah, I am an SLP and have been for 16 years, which I can't believe that because I feel like I just got out of school, but went fast. Yes. So, yeah, done a little bit of everything. Wow, 16 years. 16, 16 yeah. years. Wow. 
I've been doing it for six years, and I'm like, the years just blend together after a while. It's true. Is that how you feel? I swear, I can't even believe, I, I, I cannot believe how, now some jobs have gone slower, I will say. Okay. There's been periods of time that <laughs> have gone slower, but for the most part, it's been a blink of an eye. Wow. Yes, so. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. You look back and you're like, whoa, 16, that seems like a large number. I know. But when you think about it, it was like, whoa. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So how many times have you been to ASHA? You know what? I t I've taken a big break, honestly. I've probably been five times in that Okay. Time. Um, That's I good. Know. I I feel like I'm not representing well our no. profession, but yeah. No, you are. So. <laughs> You're here right now. Yes, I'm here. Yes, what do you mean? Yeah. You're on our podcast. Yes. Look at that. Yeah. And you were saying how much you love podcasts. I love podcasts. Yes. Love them. So you just like to drive around. Where do you listen? I listen in the car. I listen when I'm folding laundry. I listen when I'm running. I don't even, it's funny now, I don't even exercise to music anymore. I exercise to podcasts. You know, a few people have been saying that they work out with the podcast, yeah. and even myself, I didn't do that. I would listen to music. Yeah. And then I started listening to podcasts, not only just online, SLPs, wine and cheese, but other ones. I'm like, it's actually not so bad. Yeah. So if you're listening to this now and you're not working out, give it a try. Try it. It yeah. makes it, it, you know what, it honestly makes the time go faster. That's what it is. you get wrapped up in the story and it's like, oh. I'm done. Yeah, here I did. I see yeah. three miles. Yeah. So you're an avid runner? I do. I love to run. Yeah. Well, you look outside. very much in shape. Oh, so well, thank you. You're I, welcome. Uh, I, it's my my mental health. Yes. So <laughs> even though I don't want to do it, I never regret doing it. So. Exactly. Yeah. I love yeah. that. You never regret a workout. Never. Do you mostly just run or do you do other activities or the other workouts? I do everything possible outside. So hike. Ski, yeah, run. well, Colorado has a lot of great ski spots. Yeah, I want to go uh, next year to Colorado. You have to. What mountain do you recommend I go to or ski resort? Do you snowboard? I ski. ski? Okay, what's your level? Like, are you? I want to say advanced to, or intermediate to advanced. Okay. okay. You know, but I don't want to do any like helicopter drops or something crazy. <laughs> Those scare me. Do you like bumps? I do. Okay. I'm, in my, I'm getting older now. I'm 30. We talk about this oh. on the, pod sh on the oh. podcast. And as you get older, you get more scared of that, right? Well, yeah. Oh. There's a, I mean, you don't heal as fast. Honestly, I'm, I'm there with you. It's made me, I'm very hesitant now. Yes. To take risks on, and I'm, I'm older than 30, so. Okay. Um, I would say a good one is Winter Park because you kind of get a mix of, there's a whole side that's just bumps. Oh, and okay. And a side that's not, so it's, and it's a nice, and the, one of my favorites though is Copper Mountain. Copper Mountain. Copper Mountain. Okay. Because it's broken up so nicely, like where you start on one, like the west side, the beginner, and it moves to intermediate and advanced, so you can't really get into a situation that Yes. Plan right. So you're, it's like organized by steps. That's yes. like pretty genius. Yes. It's amazing. Mother yeah. Oh my. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That is amazing. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So how long have you been living in Colorado? I have been there since 2005. Oh okay. Yeah. I tried. How many years is that? I'm not a math person. So over 10. Over it, 10, it, yeah. yeah. 15, 10, 16, uh, 13. 14. Okay. 14, 14. Yeah. yes, because we're going on to. in Chicago for a few years, but um, windchill. Right. I, I thought it was this mythical, like, oh, how bad can it be? It's like, oh my God. 
Yes, that's how bad it can be. Yeah, yeah. terrible. So, cool city, but I couldn't do the winters, so. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have to check out Colorado, though. You do. I do. You know, we have to connect. So if I'm in Colorado, I have to, like, oh call you. I, I would welcome it. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. You I'm are so... Uh, Jennifer, you, I mean, like, can you be more awesome? <laughs> like, I just can't understand it. Like, she goes to ASHA five years... I've, it's, I've been working for five, six years. It's my first one, so my ratio is not too good. But it's close to home. Yeah. It's hard That's true. I know. It's, That's hard. it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So you come to ASHA a lot. You've been working as an SSP for over 10 years. You're in shape. You love the outdoors. <laughs> You're married. I see a wedding ring. Do you have kids, too? I do. Okay. I, I just, kids. I can't. Yeah. Can you just stop yeah. being Wonder Woman? Well, listen. I, You're I'm my back. goals. Jennifer's hashtag goals. We had a whole episode no, about goals. Look at I. There's a part of me that would go back to the 30 free as a bird. So we're oh, okay. <laughs> trust me. It's the okay. grass can be greener, you know. No, no. So, of course, of yeah. course. No, I mean, I'm very happy where I am. Yeah. I don't want to come like I'm not. I do feel like I yeah. am a free bird and free yeah. spirit. But you seem like you are too. But yeah. you have more of your stuff together which is good i'll get there i know depends. i will sometimes <laughs> depends on who you ask <laughs> you're so great so any advice to any of our listeners um is it mainly like new slps or anyone you want to give anyone. your advice to because you're like um, amazing so you know i would just say that like don't be afraid to try something that initially you would think like oh i don't think i like that i, I would never do that because some oh, of the things okay. that I have ended up liking the most, and really, and just in every aspect, professionally, yeah, personally. <laughs> I always go to men, like, yeah, because I shut down people. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to them. They're, yeah. they're whatever. No, it's They true. have a red hat on. You know what? <laughs> I always say, like, just have a few things and anything that are deal breakers, but leave everything else open. Work. I love you. Personal. Because, yes. I mean, you just... Sometimes you'll, you'll mark something off the list that really could have been amazing. A life changer. Yes. And I, yeah. so I'd say that that's my big piece of So advice. have you learned that like the easy way or like the hard way too? Both. Yeah. I've learned both. I mean, I think in the earlier, you know, in my life, it was more, I definitely did things more the hard way. Okay. And, you know, but now I've learned over time that, no, just you, you give things a chance and, and sometimes it's like... Yeah. Like the kids I work with for feeding therapy, I'm like, oh, that say I will never eat. Like I say, this could be your favorite food. You oh, don't like, know. Yes. Because you haven't tried it. You could. This could be your favorite. And so. sometimes you have that success. That. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I love it. But we need to you know. have you on for a feeding episode. Oh my gosh. So we need to exchange. So can I you give us to. like some feeding tips, like? Oh, gosh. We have a tips well, and tricks section on uh, our podcast, so here's a tips and trick okay, for feeding. So yeah, there's I so many, I right? Because I, I work with, with little guys. Right. So I think, okay, for any kids, I would say this is one of my biggest ones, is just if you're stressed, if you have tension, if you feel like your shoulders up to your ears yeah. and you're trying to get them to eat, they feel that and feed off of it. I hear it. No, pardon the no pun intended. <laughs> High five right there. Okay. Yeah, that's... So I, if you're relaxed and make it fun and like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's just, Oftentimes yeah. they respond well to that because, right. you know, they're not feeling that stress. Kids pick up on that. They, they do. So, absolutely. Keep it cool, keep it fun. 
keep it light. That's what therapy has to be, yeah. right? Yeah. It has to be therapeutic. Yeah. How are you going to expect them to be calm and stressed, calm down and, yeah. and do what you want? If you're yourself, you know, you have to model that appropriate exactly. behavior. Exactly. Yeah. And if, if, I mean, you want to have a power struggle with a child? Good luck. Uh, you know, I mean, so if you're yeah. like that, do it if you want. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try it. Right. This is great. Yeah. Oftentimes they feed, they, they do well with that. They feed into they it. They feed into it. <laughs> We're going to just keep punning on the word feed. That's, that's some food for thought. You are punning. With Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer, thank you so much. You are just a plethora of knowledge. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. What a fun interview. Okay, guys, we're at our halfway point. So we checked in with Maria at Asha. That was such a great time. Thanks for every person that came over to our booth to say hey. We're going to continue the episode now. Christy and I are going to take care of some housekeeping, and then we get to some tips and tricks that you can use tomorrow in your therapy. So stay tuned. If you enjoy the show, please like and review our show. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Deborah Brooks, CCCSLP. Or you can follow the podcast on Instagram, which is SLP's Wine and Cheese Pod, underscore between each word. And Christy, would you have anything you would like to plug? Oh, sorry, you just started chewing. Um, <laughs> thanks to everyone who bought our uh, t shirts at ASHA. You're helping fund our podcast. and make this happen weekly so we really appreciate your support and now Christy sent you yay oh yeah so so on my website uh www.autempovoicecenter.com that's a-t-e-m-p-o voice center um I have a bevy of resources you click on all products and you can search anything from kid voice therapy materials for resident voice therapy, for flow phonation, for straw phonation, um, to adult resources, vocal health handouts. Um, I've got videos on there of demonstrations of voice therapy techniques and the research behind that. Um, and then every product comes with uh, the research articles that you can further your knowledge by reading um, oh, attached wow. in that as well. Um, I am really active on Instagram. It's Christy underscore voice. And um, the the Insta stories and then my main page too. Um, I've got a YouTube channel where I do a lot of before and after video and um, audio examples for patients. Um, and yeah, I own both companies incorporated for that and I am pretty approachable. So if you have questions, like you can always DM me those if you you have questions. Ah, well, that's super generous. Um, I know I am going to, I already um, actually bought one of your videos and I downloaded I did. it. I, I saw that. What did you I, think? Well, I couldn't open it on my phone. So I think I have to open it on the computer. You do. Yeah. So that's why, so I didn't get to watch it yet, but I really wanted to before this, but that's why I took a CEU class instead because I couldn't open the video last night. Yeah. Got it. So the um, the Teachers Pay Teachers site that I saw on that live streams the video if you buy it on there. Mm -hmm. um, but if you buy it on my main website, that's the downloadable thing that you can put on your external hard drive and like have on your computer to refer to if you don't have Wi-Fi. So it's right. kind of depending on your situation what you would want to do. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, I will definitely, I'm sure it's very easy to follow, but I'll let you know as soon Yay. as I watch it. Please let me know. I will be looking for it. 
I know because I always I sell lots of things online and I feel you like do. I do I love your coloring books. Thank you. I appreciate that. See, I mean, like, even that, I'm just waiting for someone to message me being like, this is crap. Why no, do you tell this? They're beautiful. And they're so versatile. And I watched you use them before you even started, like, sell, selling them. Or I even knew you did. I was like, These yeah. are, this is such a good idea. Listen to her talk. How articulate she is, you know? Like, that's what I'm thinking as I'm stalking you. And that is because this is something I always try to tell people. Like, I don't care what sound the kid has wrong on the Goldman Fristo. I'm always working on B, M, P, and T. Those are my favorite sounds to work on in addition to any of their problematic sounds because when you have good, solid sounds there, everything else gets clearer, too. Yeah. And I feel like all of my kids that are just so, that are unintelligible, it's because they're so unsure of what they're saying exactly. They just try to rush through it because yeah. they don't yeah. really know what those sounds are. They just are like, oh, this is what this word that I'm trying to say usually sounds like to me. So I'm just going to try it. Yeah. You yeah. slow it down. Always. I'm always listening to you how slow you are. It's good. Thanks. I try to. Good. I Thanks. But so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like I get likes on Instagram and people are like, oh, like, I like your videos, but I'm like, why? Well, what is it? Can I do better? Like, <laughs> but it's just likes and everyone just says like nice things to me and I'm waiting for someone to just be like, you're a hack, but not yet. <laughs> it didn't happen. Okay. So I want to hear some of your personal stories from your private practice learning. Do you have any? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> whatever you want to know. Um, billing. Yeah. It's a nightmare. I mean, um, it's a nightmare from this aspect I, too. So it's I just think, like, I mean, you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, no matter what. Research all you, yeah. Research all you can. And, you know, I was choosy with who I decided to contract with as far as insurance. Um, but I knew from working, my, doing my externship, doing my clinical fellowship, what insurance companies were trouble for voice therapy. So I had that knowledge going into it. Um, okay. uh, and it's a, it's a constant job when you work for yourself. Um, you're constant. I mean, I'm working 24 seven. I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like, I have an idea for a product, you know, and I'm yeah. writing this down. It's like, it's like music. You write songs. You're like, Oh, you hear that lick in your head and you know, you got to get up and get it out mm -hmm. um, before you forget it. Um, so constantly working, but at the same time, I don't really feel like it's a job because I really enjoy what I do. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would have, been pushed to incorporate myself and run my own business had I not met my husband who runs like three businesses himself mm. and just really is very self-made and just an awesome person and human and so he he has really helped me build this and it's so great he already you know, had that like knowledge and background too it is and I think that as SLPs we don't have a business class in our curriculum I never took anything like that to know about finance or how to run a profits and losses spreadsheet or to look at um, net income, gross income. I didn't know what any of that meant. Right, so yeah, I'm struggling with taxes. My accountants. You know, being an SLP, you end up with all these different jobs and you think by mm -hmm. now, because like from 15, I worked. So you think by now, every time I saw a W2, I could handle it, but I can't. Well, I'm like zeros, ones, I don't know. What do you mean? Yeah. Add up. 
like I, it's so comp, even that most basic type paperwork is a struggle for me. That's my biggest SLP struggle. The paperwork. The paperwork. I get that a lot. I run this uh, many hats SLP Facebook group and that's a lot of the messages I get is, is that paperwork is a huge struggle because right. we can't really see the patients if there's so much paperwork. So I will say that now that I've hired two front desk people, I can focus more on therapy. Right. It was, I was really back behind, um, until I was able to, but you'd have to get the patients before you can have the front, the, you know, the ancillary. ancillary. That's my dream to get to that point where I can just um, like do therapy and then throw papers behind me and people just catch them and file. <laughs> when you get there, will you let me know? Yeah. Yeah. We could do it together. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I will catch your papers. Um, it's also not overnight that, you know, caveating to that. This, it, I incorporated in 2012 when I knew that this is what I wanted to do. And I, I worked, it's funny, I worked that LTAC job and then I actually applied for a school job where, mm -hmm. where I went to school for high school. And I was like, this will work. I want to be a parent, you know, mm -hmm. I got summers off. But I didn't get the job. Oh. <laughs> Um, and then some things, well, that was fate, you know, it was, and it was just yeah. so funny. Um, but you know, I will say that private practice tips, um, it's, it's really rewarding to spend an adequate amount of time with a patient. So for me, that's 45 to 60 minutes a session. Um, so much, I contracted with an ENT office for a little while. And so watching them work, they're only spending about 10 to 15 minutes with a patient. Right. There's no way I can get a therapy session done in that time. Um, but I think the thing is too, if you have that time with the patient, you can better let them understand their mechanism. So you can complement the doctor's session or what the doctor didn't get to um, as mm -hmm. far as asking the patient questions and um, having the more humanistic side of care. Um, so you, you spend the time. And I like that. I hate productivity. Oh, I hate productivity. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's hard. Well, that's like, well, it's not hard for me in the nursing home where it's like it, you would think it had, because productivity is the most important part of like your SNF job. But my yeah. productivity is really good because like, it's not my, I'm only there a bit. So I'm only there to work and I want to go home. I'm tired. So I'm never lingering. Like, so if I walk in the door, I'm going to see patient, 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 then coming down, doing my paperwork, which is pretty quick there yeah. and I'm going home. So my productivity at the nursing home is always pretty good. But really like nice. if I was in charge of that place, then it would be a completely different story. Cause like, I don't know how I like the woman who's in charge of the nursing home. I don't know how she does it. Like I only do the extra that she can't keep up with. Yeah. Like, I think she can't keep up with more, but she's just so like wonderful and does it all. Like, I'm like, you should give me more. Cause I don't, you're making me nervous. <laughs> like, yeah. How much work you do constantly. I don't know how, like she, she's just everything from knowing all the insurance stuff to everybody's background, to everybody's diet, to when everybody needs to be reassessed. She just and knows. Then I don't. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's like every resident you have to know about everybody, even if they're How long has she on. been doing it? Do you know? Well, I don't know. No, I don't know. A lot. A long time. A long time. Yeah. Um, I can't, I think she said eight years in that facility, but. Okay. He had prior. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. That's the thing too. If anybody listens to your podcast, that's still a student, like 
it gets easier the more you do it. But you, it took me like a year to stop sweating profusely when I was doing instrumental exams. Like the patient's gagging, you're in a heavy lab coat, you've right. got the thing in their mouth or their nose and you're like, okay, <laughs> you know, and you're doing your thing and just sweating. Like, so how did you take, how did you get certified in that? I want to get. So I had a mentor. So okay. the, um, at TCU, um, Chris Watts is the um, clinic director and was my voice mentor in grad school. And so he taught me the scope. And then the ENT clinic that I contracted with, um, we did the flex scope. So I passed and passed and passed uh, with them and took took courses. So you like, there's a ton of different ones. I went to the the fees stroke course in Emory in Atlanta. Vanderbilt's got a good course. Um, wow. USC has a good course. And there's more popping up. I just say those three, not because they're the best by any means, but I mean, they are good. Right. Um, but they're not the only ones. Um, if you can have learn from somebody who does it on a, on a daily basis, um, that's the thing. Like, you, there's not a real certification. There's suggested things right. to do. Um, I, I bought a book. Um, uh, do you have your own scope video? Oh yeah, I've got two. Oh. So I've got, um, I've got a rigid and a flex and then I have the set that I use for my mobile exams. Oh wow. Two. Goals. I so. mean, if anything that I learned this year is that I, uh, I want to do more things. Um, I mean, you got to set goals because if not, I don't know if you're happy though, but I mean, for, for me, like I'm always happy to grow. And to help yeah. other people grow. So that, that makes me happy. Yeah, that's um, how I feel. I like just to keep, um, I, I couldn't remain in one place stagnant. I want to keep going to higher yeah. levels and, or like not even higher levels, but like different places with this career. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I, if you can tell us a little bit about um, some therapy strategies that you use and the type of patient who might benefit from them. So maybe like the signs uh, or symptoms that they present yeah. with and then what to like technique you would use with them. Yeah. So if I have a patient who <clears throat> sounds strained, so if they're, if they come to me and they're, they're talking like this and like you can sense, it's not really roughness. It's more of a push to get this down to come out. <laughs> um, I am probably going to do really all three, uh, flow phonation. I'd have them yawn. <sighs> I'd have them hum trying to buzz their nose and their cheekbones. Mm. And then I'd have them take a straw and make noise through the straw. I brought a straw because I want Yay! Okay. Oh, okay. We have a too. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, but, and then you see what they sound better doing either, either three of those. And then well, what do you make them do in the straw? Just straw noise. So they're going, mm. but it's not, but nothing comes out your nose. So plug your nose okay, and then blow out the straw and make noise with your vocal cords too. There you go. And the, yep. And then the other option is you take your Chardonnay. Yeah. And you your straw. Yes. <laughs> yes. And what? then Okay, and there's another added level of resistance. So you're making bubbles. Oh, I love bubbles. 
and then you turn on your voice to vibrate your vocal cords. There you go. And that's a good trick. That's perfect. Oh, thank that's you. A good trick to. Um, oh, to everyone's going to do this in speech tomorrow. Wonderful. Everyone. Is that okay? Everyone. everyone yes. I don't know. That's it's okay. not going to hurt. I don't know. It shouldn't because it's. Yeah. It, it's a protective, you're, you're adding back pressure to the level of your vocal cords. So well, we're all um, doing it. It's fabulous because with the bubbles, you get feedback visual uh -huh. so that you're not, um, it's not coming at your nose because if it's coming at your nose, it's a hum. So why do you have a straw in your mouth? Um, right. there's a on that. But so yeah. if I have a patient who is with paralysis, so maybe they, so wait, hold on. I want to stop you for a second. Anybody yeah. listening to this podcast right now, if you have social media, if you have Instagram and you work with patients, let's all do having your clients do the bubbles in their drink that Christy recommended. And then you're going to tag SLPs, wine and cheese and Christy. And if you don't have a speech Instagram, you could still send us, us the videos. And yeah. Send it to their emails or to like, or even DM it to Christy or DM it to us and we'll repost it. Cause I know some people yes. don't have speech Instagram, so they don't want to like, Oh, speech yeah. And, and I'll block out your name if you want me, you know, yeah. I do that all the right. time. I share like, I like reviews on things and I don't ever know if, unless I ask them point blank, I'm like, can I share this review that you've left? And sometimes they're like, yeah. Yeah. But, most people say yes. I want to break the internet with uh, Christy's bubble technique. So let's try to get that done. <laughs> I love it. No, I have to, you have to credit Ingo Tietze though. Like he, like voice yeah. science, Ingo Tietze, he has done all that research. So I thought I you invented this. Oh no, no, no. Okay. Never <laughs> but I definitely use it and I'm a huge proponent right. of it because it's such a wonderful warm up. Um, so anyway, I cut you off. Sorry. That's okay. So if you have a patient who has paralysis, so maybe they have roughness They're where they're kind of sounding with their diplophonic like that. Mm -hmm. Um, at that point, I would try more of just either resonant voice humming or this straphonation or lip trills, um, the semi-occluded vocal tract. So lip trill is like. Mm -hmm. okay. That's a semi-occluded vocal tract exercise. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. uh, okay. Doing also um, this. You can, it's hard to describe it because everyone will be listening to this, but you're basically closing your lips. You puff air into your cheeks. Yep. Kind of like we test, um, mm -hmm. strength I'll take there. a picture of myself. Obicularis or a strength. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you let a little space out of your mouth and then you blow air and then you make noise with your vocal cords. So it's all right. I'm going to take a video of myself while I'm doing this. So you want me to fill up my, you want me to fill up my cheeks. With air. cheeks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then let a little bit of stream of air out your lips and start blowing it. Keep your cheeks puffed and then make noise. See, it's hard. It's so hard. This is why, I, and this is why I don't do like, um, like teletherapy. People are always like, "I'm in Hong Kong. Can you treat me?" I'm like, "I can't touch you. I right. can't touch you very well. I just can't do voice therapy." I'm telling you, try it again. Go. Okay. Hey, you got it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized my headphones are on. So these videos I'm taking just don't have your voice. They're, that one's <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's fine. I'll that's post perfect. it. So yeah. That's another semi-occluded vocal tract exercise you can semi -occluded. do. Um, so you love semi-occluded. Why do you love semi-occluded? Uh, because science, so the science behind it is that it creates something called inertive reactants. Okay. And that basically translates to back pressure. 
mm-hmm. that goes back to the glottic level. We remember from school and um, mm-hmm. the level of the vocal cords and it allows them to phonate or to vibrate without excess tension. Oh, so it's like an inversion for your vocal folds. You're giving hey. your heart and lungs a break because oh, you're, you're oh, I'm just listening to yoga at one. Yeah, it's the same right? thing. It's like, the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Thing. That makes sense to me. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's like giving your lung, giving your larynx a break. It really is. <laughs> and we were like, give your heart a break. We started yes, singing that. that singing it, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. yeah, I, I love to be good for that reason. Um, and what's so confusing is that resident voice therapy. So hum, they're kind voice of, yoga. They're semi-occluded also. Semi-occluded. Okay. Mm -hmm. Humming is too. Yes. Humming is too. It just doesn't have as much semi-occlusion as phonating through a straw or lip trills, tongue trills. Um, And then stretch and flow or flow phonation, Mm -hmm. confidential flow, whatever you want to call it, um, where you're reprogramming phonation with air first. And so these are for my patients who who are, who are really strained, um, or for my patients with vocal nodules. So it's hard to replicate what someone with vocal nodules sounds like Mm -hmm. if they don't push, sometimes they can't make sound. And so they do sound breathy during therapy until they've had time for those nodules to recede. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's basically, you have them mouth and with air only single word. So single ooh. So you're, so they're, they're just blowing. I usually have a tissue. Um, Mm-hmm. Where are my tissues? Um, <clears throat> the snap gonna work. Um, but they're 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 blowing it, and um, then you're making them do single words. So mm-hmm. from from <sighs> you're having them go, <sighs> oh. and they have the visual feedback of using that airflow. Then you're having them two, three, you're having them add like 20% sound, 80% air. Um, but it kind of, t- it, it reprograms, it messes with the system where they're making speech, like they're articulating, but it's just airflow. Uh-huh. And then, and then you're putting the sound back in at an easier, uh, effort, laryngeal effort. So, um, nice. That's so exciting. Okay. So it's like you're, you're starting off small and then you're easing your way into full phonation. Well, or right. that's what well, well, you're doing the first yeah. two steps. Like you're right. And yeah. then you're doing hierarchy. Like you do anything else where it's single sound, single word, right. short phrase, sentence, paragraph, conversation. And this lets um, the vocal folds come together more gently. That's right. Because we're getting that pathology because the harshness is what caused it. So the collision. Yeah. The collision forces are, are great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the body's reacting and forming nodules because of the overuse. So right, it's a like good, a callus on like. your hands when you play guitar. You're exactly right. Yeah. Hey girl. I like examples. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, play guitar a little bit, but I'm no good. You can play every instrument. You I've actually, heard you play. You play fine. You play great. I thought I play regular. Like you I play, play that one it that way. You oh, get yeah. backstreet boy. Yeah. Well, isn't that funny? Like I sent it to my best friend and she wasn't like, great job. She was like, why is this not this? I promise you. Like she didn't. I think that's, no, I think it's great. No, I think you play well. That's been a I, long time. I ago. play like, yeah, my, my uncles play guitar and my dad bought uh-huh. me a guitar and my sister got one. We got one the same Christmas when I was yeah. 15. So it took me until I was like maybe 28 
to uh, like nail the guitar so that I could like master it. Um, but I did write one funny song, I think. So maybe in some sort of premium episode, I'll I'll try to play you the the song. Yeah. We'll see. I will. We'll I will. try to see if we can arrange that to happen. Love, love it so much, so much. Um, um, how many instruments do you play? I wanted to ask you that. Oh man, um, proficiently? No. Uh, no, I play piano. Okay. I play piano. I play guitar. I play accordion. I saw that my choir teacher in, in Catholic school played accordion, and that is it's a rocking instrument. It's so hard. It is it so hard, hard but like, out. also you can like, you could play such a range of music. And it's the intensity too. So like, you're able to dynamically change based on how hard you're pulling the thing apart to be how it's, it's more like the human voice than any other instrument I think it's it's interesting in yeah I always think of Miss Sandy at St. Sylvester school Miss where Sandy. I went and like people think that I I'm like not even a very religious person but I guess I do always sing semi-religious songs with my students yeah as one they're not inappropriate so I don't have to worry yeah. about anything being like like untasteful or like vulgar but too, like, these are the songs that I learned as a child that taught yeah. me how to pay attention to sounds and rhythm and organization yeah. of words and music. And, and like, I remember finding joy in my day because I went to choir that day and it taught yeah. me how to read without anxiety because you had your sheet music and then you read the words and it was easier. I remember also like learning a song was not that hard. So even when I teach the kids a song, I'm like, I'm just going to sing one line and I bet they'll figure out the second line. And then they do. They do. And, <clears throat> and then I can get them to say, cause like so many of my students, even though I'm in gen ed, mm -hmm. a lot of them, like they really do exhibit issues in syntax and morphology, but those are syllable counts and songs. So if I teach yeah. them a song or a poem, I'm making them pay attention to each individual sound and word, because if they don't, they get lost and they're yeah. not on the same rhythm and tempo as us. I think music complements speech pathology so well. I think you do a really good job of, of working it in what you do. And I love to work on vowel changes because it like so many of the kids that are unclear, it's because they're neutralizing all of their vowels. So that's why I'm yeah. always like, ah, a, e, o, u, mommy, me, mo, mu, because that's not only a phonemic awareness task, but it's also providing like sound discrimination yeah these different vowels and showing showing like there is meaning there yeah so I and I love singing I think it's just fun it is fun it's soothing there yeah. I, I say I read something I when you scroll through Facebook like are you really reading it if you're just reading the title there's something I need to read about how doctors somewhere are prescribing music and art and painting instead of drugs I need to read it I totally would be an advocate for that and yeah. I agree because like so I find myself I'm constantly singing and drawing and I feel like very many people do describe me as like relaxed and patient yeah. and my boyfriend's constantly thinking and writing and many people might describe him as like agitated and impatient <laughs> so I always want to be like you need to just like sing or paint or something like just just fixate on this thing and stop asking questions. Like yeah. I was singing baby, it's cold outside. And you know how so many, so many people are like, this song's anti-feminist because she's saying she wants to go home and this guy's coercing. Like, yes. 
So I have my own lyrics to that. <laughs> oh, oh, I'd love to hear that. No, not on this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mike, I'm, I'm like singing the song and cleaning the kitchen, and he's like, "But don't you think like they really both did want to hang out that night?" And I'm like, "I'm not here to answer your questions. I'm singing the song. <laughs> like, how about you stop thinking and just sing?" <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, do you ever feel like, you described your significant other as, like, a great human, and I love my boyfriend. I really do, but, like, he makes me crazy. You know, I mean, Lucas, he, he makes me a little crazy sometimes, but, like, I think the crazy thing is, like, we're both type A, and it's really hard because when you both are struggling to be right, which, I mean, I don't know if most couples are like that, but I'm right. He's like, I'm right. And usually he's right. Don't tell him. I know I do tell him though, but, but he's like, Hey, remember with that time when I was right? And I'm like, yeah, every time, but it's so hard for me to admit that he's, that, that my idea wasn't the best idea. So, wow. you know, that's, that's the hard thing for us sometimes, but he really, he, his brain works differently than mine. And, and, and I'm, I'm naturally good at things like, singing and music and, and things, but he sees like steps ahead mm-hmm. that I don't see. And that just, ah, oh, I'm like, ah, oh, I want to be that smart where so like, my he's brain's... like strategic and you're just living yes. in the moment because and he, like, he you know figured what? me no out. A present. Yes. Yeah. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to change my brain though. He knows no, me. I think he you can figure me out. You should chill here. I like the present. Like I want to come to New York. I've been yeah. twice. Oh, come hang. Yeah. I, I meant more singing. like come metaphorically like like be here <laughs> but yeah come to New York absolutely you can come stay in my apartment we'll hang out okay. we'll go out in the city absolutely you, I would love to go to Texas I've been there once but where did you I was go there for like a day um okay. it was before Asha last year um we stopped in Texas because Mike had a show at a Texas university one of the schools I don't remember okay. which one it was so I was there for one day yeah. It's by Dallas, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's but yeah. Near, that's near me. Oh, it is? Oh. I'm in, I'm in Fort Worth, so I'm like 30 minutes west. It's a different town, though. I don't know. I'm much more, <laughs> I'm much more like western than west. Dallas is real, real, it's different. Um, I like Fort Worth. I'll just say that. Okay. Um, so, well, I have no idea what time, how much time we've been doing right here. So. I don't know. Something that uh, you had a great idea. You want it. So you like to do limericks on Instagram. Yeah. What's that about? Okay. So I love poetry. Like I love, yeah. we talk about rhythm. I feel like yep. you and I see that same way. Um, but rhythm and things, I, I used to like um, making poems. I wrote mm-hmm. poems all the time. That's what we got me into songwriting and, and, and creating and writing songs me um, too. from the poems. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I wanted something different and I wanted something that people could do easily. Um, but I really wanted my limericks to be educational and I need to do more. That's on my goals for 2019 to do more. Um, but you know, I thought maybe we could have a limerick battle. Dad, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't been worried about this at all. It's so funny. I, I did, um, an episode on our Patreon and we did this segment called how emo is dead because we found my creative writing notebook from 11th grade. Oh, and yes. I only did bad on one type of poem and it was a limerick. Oh no. <laughs> so, You've been so worried about this. Uh, a bit. I mean, I'm fine. Everything's good. That's nothing, so nothing's wrong. 
That's so funny. So um, go well, we can, but I was just, you know, brainstorming ideas. And um, I did what I like to know the literal definitions of things. And a battle is, um, it entails bragging, insults, and boasting. Boo. We don't want that. We don't want that. Well, I, I have a boasty. I, I know we were supposed to do this off the cuff, but I could not have a boasty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I have just the standard. <laughs> so Mine's about speech therapy. Mine's right. about vocal fry. All right, you go blah, first. Blah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're... Yours will be funnier, though. All I don't right, know. So I'll go first because I'll, we'll, we'll just start off with like... I'll do mine. I'll let okay. you, because you, yours, be, yours will be funny. Do the boasty mm -hmm. one then. Okay. I'll do both. Okay, I'll do the okay. boasty one. Okay, but it has sound effects, so. Oh, um. good. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, here it goes. It goes. If you've wondered about vocal fry, where the voice can sound creaky and dry, vocal <laughs> folds, they make sound with no airflow around, and it sure makes your SLP cry. <laughs> I love that. Yay. You know that vocal fry is like an insult in like the political and comedy community. No, tell yeah. me. So like it, so, so often like a woman, it, I find it very, you know how people say, I keep going on tangents, but this is my example, um, that only women are called bossy, right? Have you ever heard yeah. that? Only women yes. are called bossy and if it's a yeah. man, it's called it's, assertive or whatever. It's assertive. Yeah, I would have said yeah. assertive. Okay, so similar to that, every time you watch anything that's like about a woman saying anything like in terms of politics or comedy or like really com comedy politics, you know, like late night type stuff, like yeah. that sector of comedy, if there's ever a woman making a point, you always find the insults being like, well, she like spoke with a vocal fry because like that's the way she speaks. Yeah. So, like, it's, and they, so that's like an insult. Yeah. So making you sound dumb. You know, it's funny. There was a study. It was years ago because they've come up with, with other ones lately, but about perception. And they used to, the, the, the first study or the one I remember specifically, vocal fry, women who spoke with vocal fry were seen as upwardly mobile mm -hmm. and oh. educated. It was something oh. really strange. Like, cause they were saying that it was the new Valley girl. Like, yeah. But That's was, the way people describe it. And so I think now terms. it's morphed into more of this, you're a millennial, you yeah. don't know yes. what you're talking about, yeah. you don't care, you're mm -hmm. apathetic. Um, yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That voice right. can change our perception mm -hmm. of a person's yeah. intelligence. <laughs> yeah. So voice is uh, all those paralinguistic <laughs> features of language. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to speak. I had some wine. Okay. So I'm going to do, um, okay. So here's my, my standard just speech pathology. Oh, wait, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to read, should I, I should find Maria's first. So I should, I should throw Yay. her under the bus. <laughs> with Maria. My okay. hope for this was that like people would like catch on and like do it like and yeah I wanted to like, as soon as I saw that you did that I I wanted to do that and then I I had to it was too hard I tried <laughs> too hard to go out with anything emo is dead <laughs> send me your limerick yeah I know because I only know that one famous limerick which about one? that guy from Nantucket oh 
I don't think I know that one. Oh my goodness. You, is it you, not, is it vulgar? It's, it's very vulgar. vulgar. Oh, then we can say it no. Okay. So I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, just look up. There once was a man from Nantucket. From <laughs> okay. So I did speech pathology is my domain, but not everything has to be a game. Loudly and proudly we speak in our own way that is unique. Progress doesn't mean being the same. I love that. Thanks. Yeah, I wrote that one. And then this was my bragging insult boasting one where okay. I'd be like, I'm not sure your ideology, but I'm the queen of speech pathology. I don't waste time <laughs> playing games. My therapy is never lame. And if you disagree, you need psychology. You know, I just watched like an eight mile clip and then. That I, is so sassy. I love it. I think that's so funny. <laughs> you can, I don't know why you found limericks. I don't know. I can't find my book. Otherwise I'd read it to you. I, I have my kindergarten composition book here. Marie and I also had a web, had a Patreon episode about letting things go. Cause evidently <laughs> I, I might have oh some. Deb, that what? is such a bad limerick. I'm reading the name. <laughs> <right now. laughs> okay, well, that was my only frame of reference when I was in high school. Yeah, that's a bad that's limerick. I told you. Terrible. <laughs> no one should go and look at this. <laughs> you're no the, one. You're living under a rock if you're the only one who doesn't. I must be. That just makes me. That is so bad. Yeah. So you don't know that's like the majority of society's association with limericks. And now I've screwed myself because now everybody's going to, the yeah. word is limerick. They look you it up and then this like is Sonnet, Orson Quay, Ballad, Haiku. <sighs> no, it had to be limerick. No, I know why. Because, okay, there's a book, read to my kids. It's this, um, this Three Ninja Pigs. And it's, it's the story of the three little pigs, but it's all written in limerick. And I okay. read it over and over and over about, about that. And so it's like, it's, it's been getting in my head probably in the last six months. That's why. So I That's rationalized why you chose limerick because it does have a high syllable count. Whereas the majority of it's like, uh, like six, eight, six, or like seven, seven and eight are like the highest syllable count for the majority of like poetic structure. So yeah. I figured you liked limericks because it calls for like up to 10 syllables for one sentence so you have more opportunity to explain what's going on yeah and you have know. longer words too you know it's funny you say that because most of my song like songwriting songs they're very lyric heavy oh they are but are they they're very verse? they're very oh, eight mile right. no they're really not eight mile the um <laughs> uh they're just they're they're like you remember that jason mraz song oh i can't remember now even how that goes mm -hmm. but how he, he blah, 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 it's just one word's rolling off the other. And I got, I got so many songs. So you sing fast, like, like the Animaniac like State song? Like the Animaniac. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you know that song? I do. I, I don't know it. Like, oh, I know I, of it. I want to meet somebody who could sing me that song. I've met somebody who can sing me that song. <laughs> And he knows it backwards and forwards. So, yeah, I, I love um, that. That's how I know it. That's funny. <laughs> He's watched that show. That dates us, doesn't it? 
Yeah. And I was talking to my boyfriend about it and he was like, you know, there's two groups of people, like people who are into Animaniacs and people who aren't. And I'm like, are you saying you're not into Animaniacs? Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. And then they they had the whole potty emergency episode. God, (laughs) I mean, we would reference that, my sister and I growing up, just all the time. Where's the bathroom? I don't know. You could have a potty emergency and then we'd just die laughing. Just ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> I Ridiculous. love that I don't remember that episode but that's so funny like how because I always watch stuff with my sister too so and we have like a quote that we always said to each other with the word emergency in it so you reminded yeah. me but it's uh, Dracula that. dead and loving it did you ever see that no and no. they'd be like hurry doctor it's an emergency and he's like an emergency and they're like yes doctor an emergency <laughs> and we used to say that back and forth Oh. Anyway, so, so we're coming to the end of our episode here, and yeah. we'd like to end with some tips and tricks. So you gave us so many therapy techniques to utilize in therapy, but do you have any other like additional tips and tricks? And these are things that are just zero prep, just total personality, total choices, independent, outside of any type of like need to purchase or create. Just oh need. yeah. So when you're doing stretch and flow with your Kleenex, which toilet paper works too. I just used an iron. You want to, if you have the tissue, you want to tear it about in a one inch strip and you want to tear it down like parallel to the fold in the Kleenex or the tissue. Oh, okay. Pull tissue out of the container or the box, it folds in half. You want to tear along that because if you tear the other direction, it doesn't tear very well. So that's that's a tip oh yeah. great great the um, way to tear it is a great tip, <laughs> tear. A tip. um for resonant voice therapy um well, this really goes with everything but um uh you really have to be able to have the patient hear themselves or feel the vibration or resonant voice therapy is not going to work for them and it's okay if it doesn't work because you have other options to try um because they need to be able to have something to help them replicate it at home um, and then this took a while for me to learn, but differentiating between different types of effort. So when I'm teaching a new skill, I'm like, I always ask the patient, is this hard? Like, cause it should feel different to them right. using voice in a different way, but I always want to know hard. And so I started realizing that they didn't really know what I was asking. It, it would change. And so is it physically hard? Or is it mentally hard? And so remember to differentiate when you're asking them about difficulty to get feedback for yourself and how your therapy is being presented to them. Um, is right. it, mentally is it hard? difficult to manage or is it complicated to understand? Yeah. And right. so if we, if we don't want laryngeal effort, we don't want there to be right. effort in the throat, but mental it's effort. It's like you don't want neck strain when you're doing a crunch. You you're exactly right. Right. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah, but it may okay. be hard to coordinate. Right, um, which is okay. To learn those new moves if you've never done a crunch before. Right, but um, so practicing that will make you better, but you don't want to practice it in the wrong way because that can cause injury. And yeah, and, or muscle memory, right. doing it that, you know, learning it the wrong way and then you can't See, unlearn I feel like that. that's how I got screwed a little bit with my handstand because I think maybe I became too dependent on the wall behind me. So I could stay up long with that, with that wall. Okay, here's what you need to do. Yeah. Okay, so I know 
the, my CrossFit gym, that's how they teach people. But I did gymnastics growing up. And what you would do is have the coach hold your feet. So have Mike hold your feet. Okay. And then like let go and kind of have you like kick. Okay. Have, have that be because you're going to become dependent on leaning your whole weight against the wall to do that. But if you have somebody whose arm is unstable in the air above you when you're uh -huh. inverted. Um, right. And then you can do like the whole, he can hold one of your legs and then eventually kind of hold and then let go and hold and let go while you're, you're changing my whole life for this episode. Okay. That's what we're going to start doing as soon as he gets home. Tips and tricks for that. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and my tip is to just take a break. I mean, like I'm doing slime week in speech therapy. This you are, week. you are. And yeah. it is very speech heavy. And I am learning a lot about each of my kids more than, than, what I bargained for and we are still mm -hmm. targeting speech therapy goals, but I am going through it with a mindset of like, we're, we're on vacation from speech. Like the, we're not putting so much pressure and this is more so fun. Yeah. Um, while maintaining the educational aspect. Does it seem like I'm maintaining the educational aspect? Of I think it? you are from listening to what you're doing. Okay, um, I'm trying, but, but I know it's, it's different because if you drill and drill and drill and drill, yeah, they, it gets old. Yeah. And everyone needs a break. And I feel like we learn yeah. best when we revisit. So we're just like, we're taking a break. We're doing something fun. We're still talking mm -hmm. about procedures. We're still talking about listening. And a lot of my kids, like they have goals. We have to work on like decreasing that latency and response. We're taking too long to answer when it's our, our turn. So like yeah. the pressure off and it's like, what are we making? What do we need? What did you choose? Yeah. Answer, yeah. answer, answer. It's your turn. Um, so we're just trying to like, you know, just take all the um, like pressure out and just do something fun, but also make it educational. So yeah. uh, my tip and trick is to just take a break. Take a break. I like that. Yeah. I think we can, that's applicable to all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Patients um, and clinicians patients alike. And what? Sorry, I kicked you off. I'm sorry. Uh, patients <laughs> and clinicians alike. Yeah. 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 We all need to take a break. Um, so then we also like to end in a quote and I, I think you came up with a quote for us, right? Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> speaking of poetry, um, this is a quote from Rumi. Um, there is a voice that doesn't use words. Listen. And I chose that quote because I saw a patient who had recently been diagnosed with, um, squamous cell carcinoma, which is cancer. And I saw the patient, um, after I knew, um, and, and then she came in and said, you know, did you talk to a doctor about my biopsy results? And I said, I did. Um, and then we talked about some other things and then I came back around and I, I said, you know, how do you, has anybody asked you how you feel about knowing you have cancer now? And then she just was like waterworks, just very, and she's like, no one's asked me yet. Mm. And I was just like, wow, you know, you, you, you forget that people are human and I, I think I posted about this uh, earlier in the week on my Insta story but just we learn about the patients the diagnoses in our books when we're in school I think even as a CF I really saw patients as as what was on their diagnosis sheet and it, it was easy to do that because you walk into the hospital and it's room a fear and say, thing too because <clears throat> you're afraid so it's like you go in there like you don't want to screw up so you go in there as comfortable yeah. as you can looking at all the facts on the paper that like you get fixated on that my dogs are going insane someone must be at my door i don't know what the heck that is. um but whoever it is i mean they can walk in the door is open so i don't know why they're doing that but um yeah so but I feel like 
the advice I give to all of my CFs and anybody that I'm talking to or mentoring is like, just imagine like that's your kid or that's your uncle or that's your mom or that's your grandfather. How would you want someone to treat them and just walk in there and be kind and listen and then take it from there. Just be available and, and be present and be competent and confident too. Like yourself that you can figure it out and you went to school for a long time and it was not cheap. So you must have learned something hopefully, but uh, like, yeah, have faith in yourself and just understand that that's just a human in front of you. And then, you know, you may not know everything too. They don't expect you to know everything. I'd be afraid if somebody said they knew everything. I'd be like, you're lying to me. You don't know everything about everything. So exactly. um, You know, another quote that I like is uh, a man (laughs) who's proud of his knowledge is like a man who's proud of his large prison cell. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I justify that when I don't know things I'm like well yeah. I mean I must continue to learn otherwise I'd be yeah. like boxed you, you're trapping yourself absolutely I think that's yeah. great yeah Just make that really really pretty and put it somewhere <laughs> like on a painting oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. that would be good all right well thanks so much for doing this episode um this has been SLP's wine and cheese I'm Deb and who are you oh I'm sorry I'm, I'm <laughs> And Maria's not here. She's sick. Uh, But thanks for listening. Adios. And then I say bye usually in a different language. And then I'll cut it off there. Um, Thanks for doing this. You're welcome. This is so fun. Yeah. So I hope, like, now I have to, because I, okay, so this is meeting two, get back here. Where was that? Two, three, four. Do you see the number? Two, three, Um, four, one, one, four, seven. Because I can never find these files after seven. Okay, so now. Seven, six, seven, six, two, seven. Okay, the last one. All right, so I'm going to get to work on this, and then I'm going to post it and go to bed. So it's going to be, like, up now-ish. Well, like. That's great. A little bit, yeah. Okay. I learned so much, so thank you so much. This was so fun. This is, like, the most easy breezy. I've done podcasts before, and I've always been, like, super nervous, and this was not. This is really good, so. Wonderful. So then when I ask you to do it again, you'll say yes. Very much. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, wonderful. Yay. Okay. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.